The Everyman Podcast, the place where real men talk. Hello and good evening and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Boys, we're on episode three. How are we all doing tonight? Very good, very good. How are you guys? Spotty dog. Living the dream. Living the dream. So, boys, tonight we are going to speak about um, men and struggling with alcohol. Now... I know a few of us on the podcast have definitely had our ups and downs with alcohol in the past. Um, but before we get to that, how how have your weeks been? How's everything going? Yeah, I'll start first. Mine's been uh, mine's been good. Um, for for people that don't know, and I think everyone does know, I'm still in re- recovery after a back surgery. Um, Did you have back surgery? Yeah, I hadn't mentioned it the past. <laughs> The past eight podcasts or something, I've never mentioned it, but I actually had uh, back surgery. And I can tell everyone again how it went, but yeah, it, uh, I'm just in recovery at the moment and doing rehab every day. Uh, it's going good. I'm also watching, boys, if you haven't, The Last of Us drops every Monday. What a TV show that is as well, if you haven't, uh, haven't, haven't watched it. Yeah. It's, uh, on Sky. Sky, it's on Sky, or Now TV, if you've got Now TV, but basically it's like based off a video game um, and like post apocalypse and um on something called quadris quadriceps and uh, mm. it's actually a real virus that affects like ants and other creatures not not necessarily mammals um right. but it's insane mate honestly g- give it a watch if you get two seconds i would say anyone listening right. watching the last of us that is a recommendation what about you boys yeah oh, no i've had too much just playing football oh sorry marco no that's all right go bro go I just saying, same old for me. I'm still planning my wedding. Uh, we're getting close now. We're like what four weeks, four weeks on Sunday, so wow. that's um, taking up most of my time at the minute. Um, and then just playing football the usual with Marco at the weekend. We'll not talk about that. Actually, yeah, Mark, Mark, Marco definitely doesn't want to talk about it. He's a two 0 up, weren't he? Two 0 up. Yeah, mate. What? I tell you what, what two. Yeah, we're two 0 up. Uh, more coasting, and then I brought a guy right who, I, to be honest, we had I just had to catch up with this kid that I knew, and uh, and he was like, "Oh, bro, I want to get back to football." He's, he was he played he was playing semi pro. He played semi pro, and but he's he's he was in the he started going to the gym, so he got big and stuff. But he still played. He had an injury a year ago. Um, which he forgot to mention to me, and he told me on the way to the game on Sunday, he was like, "Oh yeah, it was an ACL injury, and I've somehow had it operated." And I was thinking, "What?" So obviously he comes. I'm thinking, "Okay, you've played some professional football, you've played at a good level, so Sunday league should be a breeze." So then I was like, "Cause I hadn't even seen him run. I didn't see him run because we're late and whatnot, so we didn't even warm up." Have you have you played football with him in the last year? No, 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 no. He, what I've position seen, was he? Like, what position? Uh, position he's a he was naturally, he's a naturally a striker, he's naturally a striker, bro. This guy had pace, right? This guy was quick, strong, bro. Can you imagine? He's six foot three, right? Built like a shit brick house, right? And he could move, bro. The guy comes on on Sunday, bro. The first thing I see him, he's hobbling. I'm thinking, huh? So he puts him, so um, Stevie puts him in center mid, bro. We end up losing 10 minutes, we conceded three goals, bro. Three, we lost three, two, bro. <laughs> 
Madness. I was I, no, I was raging with him. I was like, bro, like, what the hell? You need to just give up football completely, bro. Because this is crazy. You're about 18 stone. Like, you know, so it's just, yeah, it was frustrating. So that was that. I cussed us, I cussed us the game and yeah, it is what it is. But it's Sunday League football, bro. You, you know, it happens. Yeah. It is what it is. We, we win, so, so just, um, lose most. Yeah, just to yeah, confirm, right. just just to confirm, he's lost three two. That's right, Mark. Was that right? Yeah. In like yeah, but ten minutes ago, literally ten minutes ago, we like as soon as, Baker lost came off, as soon as Baker came off, bro, we were done. <laughs> yeah, but we just everyone's I lost their heads. Like, I feel as if I feel as if if we had we, we had um like just kind of kept our heads and we communicated, it would have been fine. But as soon as like. Like uh, Malik came on, it was just as if, like, yeah, like everyone was just heads were gone. People would start shouting each other, bro. It was just there was just no organization. So, um, was Dean on the bench again? Huh? Was Dean on the bench again? Did he play? No, Dean played. Dean started. Yeah, Dean started. Oh, played bad though, really bad. So bad. Are you surprised? Yeah, nothing new there. No, no, I thought you'd done all right too far. But yeah, other than that, bro, I had a I had a really good week. Um my birthday this coming Friday. I've just been working loads last week and I'll be going to London, I think Friday evening, uh to celebrate that. Yeah, yeah, and then watching the I've got no tickets for the Newcastle game, but um I'll be going to a fan zone somewhere and hopefully Newcastle give me a, a, a nice uh, a nice birthday present with a win, you know. But we'll see. Rashford's on fire at the minute, so God knows. Yeah, he is. He's on fire. He uh, he have, have you seen how much them tickets are reselling for? Yeah, madness, madness. Oh, so, mate. Yeah. My pals just paid, uh, my pals have just put in the group chat that they paid £2,400 for four tickets. That were £50 yeah. tickets. That dropped, when they dropped, they were £50 a ticket. That is, yeah, that's yeah. insanity. Yeah. yeah. But only a, certain, only a certain amount of people could get the tickets, so it was just like the ones that did get Tickets to commit money, you know. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. So that well, that weekend is probably going to be filled with alcohol for lots of fans, especially Mm -hmm. Newcastle fans, which we all are. So that's probably a good segue to move on to our our first topic. Um, Well, our, our topic for this evening, even. So the topic today is about men struggling with alcohol. Now, I don't know in too much detail, really, around. Um, each of your individual stories with alcohol, sort of when you started drinking, the impact that it's maybe had in your life. Some we've all had, I'm sure, some pretty amazing nights out, or memories that we think were amazing nights out, and and I'm pretty sure we've all woke up the next morning with that. Oh my God, what did I do last what night? Anxiety, the stress. I can't believe how much money I spent. God, I feel ill. The Facebook statuses of I'm never drinking again. All those sorts of things, and I'm sure we've all been there. So to kick us off, I'm going to go with Dean. Firstly, do you mind telling us a little bit about your um, history with alcohol, your your story with it, how it's impacted your life um, when you started drinking alcohol and where you're at today with it, really? I'm in, no, no bother. Um, so I'm like what I'd probably consider like a mass, well, up until recently, a massive binge drinker. Um, I can quite often go weeks without having a drink, but then when I have a drink, I'm going out to get drunk. Um, so my first experience with um, alcohol was like house parties in school. 
Uh, I remember the first house party I ever went to, I had two cans of Fosters um, and then staggered home, uh, mortal drunk, <laughs> and got, got grounded for, for two weeks. Um, so that was my first, first experience. And then pretty much from leaving school, the, our culture, and for, if anybody's not from Newcastle, probably pretty much be the same anywhere in, in the UK, but it's just filled with... Um, just everything, everything centered around alcohol. Um, what are you doing this weekend? I oh, know we'll go to the pub. Do you want to we'll come watch the football? Um, should we go nightclub and just the lot? Um, and then obviously part and parcel of that is alcohol and then drugs as well. Um, which has been a massive downfall for me both of, with both of them. Um and you know what Lewis was touching on the the sort of fear in the morning of waking up and not knowing where you are and it's just, I mean, some of the states that I've been in over over the life to think about how I've got there and um, and how you even here today. Like, yeah, I, like, I honestly oh. think sometimes, how am I alive? The states that I used to get myself in, I, I don't know how it's possible. So, mm. I suppose looking at obviously you've touched on some things there. At what point do you think in your head it clicked? Because knowing you now. Obviously, you're on a, a, a bit of a period of time of not drinking. And I know you've got your wedding coming up. What's clicked in your head for you to go from, it's been a problem in my life, to identifying that it potentially is a problem, to then now doing something about it at the age of, what, 32? Yeah, probably um, the missus. Um, part of the, the bit that I was touching on before is that for me, it, it's not about going out and just having a couple of pints. I go out and have a couple of pints and then you're on the phone to get a couple of packets as well. Um, and then before you know it, you know, I'm not turning up home or, you know, I'm missing work or, you know, it's not been so much of a problem re- recently, you know, more, you know, in the past. Um, mm-hmm. But that was probably a turning point for us. And um, my wife asking us to just stop. Um, like you say, some of the states that, that I've been in, you know, I left the house party once at three o'clock in the morning in my boxer shorts. Uh, tried to walk home, couldn't order a taxi or anything. So I thought, oh, I'll just have a sleep in the street in the middle of winter. Uh, it was just after the takeover, the Newcastle United takeover. Um, and I was like in this back alley. Um, and next thing I know, I've woke up on my mom and dad's um, settee. And then um, my mum's coming in, she's just screaming at us, and I'm trying to work out like where am I? I don't even know where I am. Um, and it turns up that turns out that an ambulance just happened to be driving up the street, seen us lying in the street with no clothes on, picked me up and took me to my mum's house. You know, like it was oh. the middle of winter, freezing. If the, nobody came, I could have I could have died probably. You know, I could have got hypothermia. I wouldn't have woke up. Um, so yeah. it, it's been that. Um, but. She wanted me to see a, um, a drugs and alcohol counsellor. Um, and one of the things, like, it's hard because I don't really, I even now, even even telling that story, I still don't really think that I've got much of a problem um, mm-hmm. because because it's, like, few and far between. I won't have a drink for months, but then I'll, I'll binge. So um, yeah. speaking speaking to the counsellor, that's what he said. He said, it seems like you're just, you're a binge drinker. Um, you know, I don't particularly like the taste of alcohol. So when I'm drinking, I'm drinking to get drunk. I'm not drinking for the fun of it. I'm drinking to get drunk. Um, so one of the suggestions he made for me is when I go out, um, I can have two pints in the first hour and then just a pint every hour after that. 
So, you know, if I'm out six, five, six hours, I'm still having seven, seven, eight pints, but it's spread out over the evening. Um, mm -hmm. And if I just take my time with my drink rather than, you know, downing it, um, and it, it's worked a lot. But Arab, you get drunk enough to sort of have a nice time, but not too drunk so that you're making a fool of yourself or, um, you know, arguing. Like, I, I when I drink, I, I get in arguments all the time. I get in fights with people. It's it's just not good. So I, mm -hmm. I had a bit of a bit of a situation in October, and then since October, I've had I had um, I went to my Christmas party. I had six pints, um, and then. Since then, I've I've not had a drink. So since October, I've had six pints, um, in one on one day, and then since then, I've not not bothered, and I I, I don't even feel bothered. I, I don't I'm not in not interested in it. But mm -hmm. next week Sunday will be a test because obviously Newcastle's playing in the final. Um, yeah. all the boys are going. We're going to the pub. So if I do drink, then I'm just going to stick with the, the the same thing. Two pints in the first hour, one every hour after that. Um, and no more, you know, that's the idea. Yeah, we'll see. Well, then, hopefully, you're here on Monday for the podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, do it, you know, at one point, like I would say yes, and then I just know that I wouldn't be because I'd know I'd be going out and I'd know that yeah. I'd be going crazy and I'd be on the phone every every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, so mm. yeah, uh, but I'm confident I'll be here on Monday. You'll be the only one, mate. You'll be the only one who <laughs> win. I'll be in the bus parade on Monday night, me. By himself. <laughs> Problem is, it'll be a double-decker bus, and no and Ethan, he'll not have his clothes on on the top of the bus. That will literally be me. You'll see me on Sky Sports, butt naked, which everyone's already seen anyway. Cock a ball. Yeah, um, very true. What? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I don't know this. You don't, you don't hear the story? You want TV? Well, it's a drinking story. No, no, not on TV, but I was plastered everywhere, like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, a, a, a drunken night out story. But I'll not take away from Dean. I'll come back to that. Dean's got his moment to, to finish. Yeah, so Dean, my, my, my last sort of question for you on that. So firstly, thank you for opening up. That's, it is really, and I know some listeners might think, well, you're just talking about it. What does that actually do? But I think when you've got any sort of challenge in your life, the, the real key thing is to admit that there's a bit of a problem and I, I need to address mm. that. So with that in mind, what's been your process? And, and you, I'm very much respecting the fact that you're still absolutely on that journey. What's been your process in terms of how you've tried to deal with it? And, and what do you think your future uh, will be with alcohol? Um, to be honest, it, it it's part of this whole like fitness lifestyle change journey that I'm on, you know. Um I started listening to podcasts and you know for anybody that uh, likes likes you know self-help motivation that there's a gentleman called Jordan Peterson. Um mm -hmm. I was trying to save this for me, hear no evil, see no evil, but uh, it's just come up now. But and he, he he was talking about um like you know how how bad it is for you you know and then I, when i'm out on my runs and i'm listening to these podcasts and i'm thinking to myself like pros and cons like what's the what's the pro what is the pro like really mm -hmm. there is there's no pro for me i don't i don't enjoy the taste of it you know i'm married so i don't need to get the you know confidence to speak to girls or anything like that i could have a good yeah. time without it you know when i have it it just makes me want to order food or you know anything else that you can order um and then um 
yeah, it's just it's just made us realize that it's not the be all and end all that 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 it is here. What one thing I will say is the only pro for me is that when other people are pissed, you don't get as pissed off because I've noticed now when yeah. I'm not drinking and I'm with my mates and I'm just listening to them and I'm thinking, Jesus, do I do I go on like that when I'm when I'm pissed? Um yeah. so you know that that sort of the whole idea of it, it's just made us, you know, think that I, you know, I stick to my fitness goals. I stick to my diet. I stick to everything that I'm that I want to do when I'm when I'm doing it. I keep fit. I go for my runs, um, and just when not drinking, you know, I'm not saying I'll never have a drink again. Like I say, I, I probably will. I just think when I yeah. do it now, it'll be in a moderation where, you know, I'm not drinking to get drunk anymore. I'm just drinking to fit in, I guess. Really. Yeah. No, that that's. That's a lot of what you've said there. I can really relate to as well. Actually, there's there's lots of things I can reflect on that. But this part's not about me yet. So, Ethan, let's let's move to you because I, th- I think you started to talk just before there about some stories, and I'm pretty sure I've been there for half of them. Um, but I'd be really keen as well, having been close to what, what, what a month or two um, difference in age. We've been friends for what. 12 years or something now we we both started going out roughly around the same sort of time once I moved up uh to the northeast but I would be really keen to understand what your early stages of drinking alcohol were and then a little bit about your journey too yeah of course Lou and um you know just want to speak out about Dean as well Dean you've opened up a, a sort of a massive topic of conversation there and Appreciate you being honest. No, it's not easy to talk about. I mean, my my journey started very similar to Dean, but probably at a more later age. So when I, mm-hmm. obviously in previous episodes, I mentioned struggling my way. When I was sort of younger, like 13, 14, 15, I was sort of bullied and I didn't really have friends to go drinking with. And, you know, it's not really a sob story, but then I started making pals and I was quite protected from the outside world by my mum. My mum, it was just me and my mum and, you know, I had my grandparents there, but my mum was very much, you're not going out to drink, you're not going to be one of these kids on street corners, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but I think my mum sort of tried to put something in me that didn't really get me in harm's way. Um, anyway, uh, I started going out about 16, 17, so I was a bit of a late bloomer, and my sort of early recollections is probably, you know, a 35CL of Glen's Vodka and a big bottle of Boost you know and walk around the streets drinking that with me friends you know trying to chat the girls and you know unfortunately growing up I was sort of the, the fat pal that had to sort of wing my me mates and things like that um and never really got the girl but you know then it, it sort of progressed and the more friends I got um and the more I sort of breaking down barriers that me weight had put up I started going out to the likes of Whitley Bay when I was 17 with with my friends you know you do a, a Thursday in Whitley Bay you do a Friday in Plymouth you do a Saturday in Whitley Bay and then you do a Sunday in time out and a Monday in digital so you know we started drinking sort of five days a week um, and we do a thing called pre-drinks um, I don't know if that's something just specifically up here at Newcastle, I highly doubt it but we would do pre-drinks, we'd play games like Edward Cider Hands, we'd get a two litre bottle oh. of cider and you'd have to tape it round your hands um, and you couldn't go to the bathroom, you couldn't do anything until you'd finished this two litre bottle of cider and we played drinking games in the middle. And I remember recollections of my friends who were hosting house parties. Their moms would have to pick certain cards up for us so we could play card games or we were doing it. You know, and I've got nothing but great memories, especially when I was young. Um, there's so many stories, like there's stories of me going to Lucy's house when we were 
Lewis had this massive house and was sort of the the posh kid and the rich kid when we were younger and he sort of treated everyone really well to drink and that and I remember going to his house and knocking a radiator off the wall um, first weekend I got the like. house yeah got this big new fancy house literally first like a, weekend I got the house he knocked the radiator off the wall oh, it was like it was a million human. pound house or something, something it wasn't mad, a million but, uh, pound house. It wasn't. It was like a, but yeah, it was like a two million pound house, but uh, it was something like that. But yeah, so, so my my and that probably didn't help with my weight as well because if I was drinking five days a week at such a young age, and obviously I've always had battles of food, adding alcohol to mix, you know, I could. I've always been renowned as a big drinker, especially sort of drinking cider, you know, having three four liters of cider or vodka and boost, you know, it's not sugar free. So, you know, it's all sugar and it just ferments in the body and that's, it, it sort of goes in hand in hand with that. Um, you know, for me, I'm now I can leave or take drink now. I'm very much like Dean, I can give or take it. The only problem is the older I get, the not wiser I get, unfortunately. And, you know, it, it does trigger me now drink a bit and, you know, I found myself in difficult situations where, where I've not really sort of been able to handle certain situations because of being too, drinking too much and taking out on the people I care about. So for me, I'm very much give or take, and especially with me back now, you know, I've only drank once since me back. Um, yeah. And I'm, like I say, I'm on a, on a, on the sort of recovery sort of side of things, um, you know, and I, I do owe a lot of people, a lot of apologies for the way I went on when I've been drunk, like you say, BF, yeah was a big thing but you know sometimes you think you're invincible and you take it out on the people you probably care the most about which I'm, I'm so guilty of doing you know so I owe a lot of people apologies but for me I very much give or take it and uh, I respect what Dean said as well um, in that avenue especially with his his wedding coming up which I'm hoping I'm invited yeah. to just dropping that in there while we're recording you're already invited Oh, I'm invited. Oh, sorry then. Yeah, right so I invite you on Facebook. Marco, you can come as well. I'll invite the podcast boys. We've all got to give a speech. We've all got to do a podcast over there. It's on a Monday, isn't it? We'll just be all suited up in the uh, doing a podcast over there. Um, but if you want to know really good... You want to see it. That's it, yeah. If, if you boys want to know a really good story of uh, BF, yeah, quick one before I pass on to Marco, because um, I know I've talked a while here, but a really good story of beer here. So I've been out on the drink with the lads. Vines, you was there, no doubt, somewhere. Just throwing wads of cash, find the bar for the boys, um, like every other day. Uh, and basically, my friend had lost his mobile phone, and it was my, me and my friend were back home at his house, just lying in bed, just like, like spangled off the night before. And he was like, can I do find your, find your iPhone? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So he's on my phone for about half an hour. And my phone had died at this point. And he was like, I can't find my phone. So I put my phone on charge and we're both passed out from being like hungover, drunk sort of thing. Well, I woke up a couple hours later and my phone was charged and my phone was literally on fire. It was like burning up. There was messages galore, things like that. And I looked on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and there was a naked photo my friend had posted a naked photo of me on across all platforms, which I took for a girlfriend the night before, and I forgot to leave off my phone. And I had was it front or back? Com- it was front. It was like in a full view mirror. You could see me face. You could see the. Gut, I don't remember this. Chebs. You could see the, the 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 walnut and bollocks. You could see everything. And uh, ever since then, I've decided never ever share my phone with someone. And, you know, yeah. but yeah, that's probably the worst drunk story I've got is the fact that my cousins will comment and say, oh, 
I'll meet full naked photo on Facebook. And that would have been your female cousins, right? Female cousins, yes. I've got two yeah, female cousins. Yeah, just to clarify that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Ethan, that is a great story. And I actually don't remember that. But before we do move on to Marco, and and I'm sure as the pod goes on and it grows, like we'll talk about these topics more and more and more, right? This is a a first topic. We're talking about these things and whatever. What what I'm, I'm really interested in, though, is what does your future look like, do you think, with alcohol? And what are you, so you've opened up about it. You've said that you've had issues in the past. You say you can take it or leave it. Knowing your personality, very much like Dean, very much like myself, when you have a drink, that's it. You're drinking and you're all in. You're drinking, you're not stopping. We're out, out, that's it. But how do you see your future with alcohol? And do you think you can really have a happy future with your current relationship with alcohol? Uh, great question, Lou. Um, to be honest, if I, if I was being honest, I would love to not drink ever again. You know, especially the, the way I've heard people uh, most recently, the older I get, the more I can't sort of hold back. And I don't, I'm not a drinker, like I drink every week anymore, like not like we used to when we went to high, well, high school, college, uni, things like that. But yeah. the older I get, the more I can't handle me drink the more mm-hmm. I've become a bit spiteful and a bit vicious. Like I've got a vicious tongue when I drink and, you know, my ex-girlfriend will bloody probably post the stories in the sun or something like that. So I can't wait for that when we're famous. Um, but, you know, I, I owe her a massive apology and I owe, you know, like to me, mum an apology for, like, coming to pick us up when I'm mortal, picking us up off the curb and stuff. You know, similar situation to Dean, probably not that extreme, yeah. but, you know, the, the people close to me have suffered. And if I'm being honest with you, I would happily never, ever drink again. Because I don't really think it gives me much benefit. Like I'm, yeah, and I'm really good looking, but like I'm a big lad still. And like girls don't, really, you don't really go out to pull lasses really when you're a big lad. They don't really look either same. You know, they'd rather probably sleep with a tramp than sleep with a fat person. So it's um, mm. it's quite difficult for me to to do that sort of thing. Um, and I don't really see any appeal to it. I mean, me even my friends. You know, my friends are all grown up now. Like Lou, you've got a bed. You know, Harry has got a bed. You know, the people like Matty Ryan, people, Ryan's got a band. You know, most of my friends have got families that don't want to go out drinking all the time. And I respect that. And I'm more happy now to, to literally, as sad as it sounds, say it to Ryan or say it to Lewis or say it to someone else, like Mark or Dean, anyone. Do you want to go for a coffee and a walk? You know, let's get the steps in and we can talk about meaningful stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. I see my friend Ryan, who's been like, has been a rock during this time. Uh, when we back and he's been fantastic and I, I seen him the other day and he gave us a he was like give me a book you know rich rolls book i don't know if you can say it so and he, yeah, yeah. He, people like that people and friends like that who don't encourage you to necessarily go out and drink and make a tit of yourself but actually encourage you to find better and better hobbies and be better in life i think they're the people that are invaluable so for me if i'm honest with you Lou, i would love to never drink again but can i do that probably not because you know i've got work events i've got Christmas parties, I've got birthdays, you know, and exactly the social press is really there. Weddings, yeah, we've got the wedding. It better not be on a Monday, like I said, because Vines will literally have work recording at the wedding. We might do a live podcast from the wedding. Yeah. Um, there'll be, day, yeah, there'll be a day in the future people want us to come and talk at their wedding. Don't worry. Probably not me, because I'll be a mortal mess, but anyone else can do weddings. I'll do bar yeah. mitzvahs. But, uh, yeah, that's my take. Over to you, Lou and Marco. I'll let you have the, the live life for a bit. 
Marco, do you want to go? Because I think you've got a slightly different story to the, to the first two. So I, I don't want to go next. because, <laughs> Regrettably, and I'm laughing because I'm embarrassed. Mine's very similar to Dean and Ethan in this in that sense. So I think it'd be good to yeah. break up the stories a bit. Yeah, well, to be honest, boys, I've never really been a big drinker. You know, whenever I've drunk, it's always just been, you know, during social events um, or just going out with the boys. But I've never really, I could count on one hand how many times I've been like, like mortal drunk, you know, like to the point where I'm like, I can't really remember the night before, you know, probably just a handful of times. But for me, my story started when I was younger, when I migrated to this country, when, when I came here. Um, I was probably about seven or eight when I came to the UK. As you can imagine, obviously, I, just, I came here with just my mum. And of course, my mum was a young lady at the time as well. And, you know, you know, because obviously the stresses that she would have, you know, she, was, she would have endured during the, um, the process of like migrating to, to a new country where completely new culture, you know, completely new language, um, you know, you don't really know your way around. So I think she found comfort in, in, in drinking because um, she was never really a drinker when, when we were back in Africa. But when we moved here, she started drinking. I think it was a more of a coping mechanism for her. And then, you know, and, and, and during her time of drinking, obviously I used to be around her and, you know, and I used to hate the states I'd see her in or when we used to, whenever we used to go and visit people, we'd go to, I don't know, like, you know, um, you know, people who like, you know, sort of um, immigrants who moved here would go visit them and would, you know, we'd do stuff together. And a lot, of the, a lot of the time they'd be drinking. I just hate to see the state that my mom was in. Like, you know, I, I used to love her when she was sober. And then when I see her when she was drunk, I used to always cry. And I used to say, mom, you need to stop drinking. Obviously, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that she was just, she was completely different once she, once she was drunk. And so that memory of her being drunk and in that state growing up, which just never appealed to me, you know. And um, so that's my story in terms of, of alcohol. And I just personally, I just hate the taste of alcohol, you know, like I can't stand the taste of alcohol. The only, the only alcohol that I really ever enjoyed is any, do you know, like Bailey's, the, the, the coffee mm -hmm. sort of taste and drink. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so anything that tastes like anything but alcohol, I'll have. If it doesn't taste like alcohol, I'll try it. But saying that, boys, will you ever see me having a drink? Absolutely. But will you ever really see me getting mortal drunk? Probably not. Um, because it just, it's never really appealed to me, you know, like, I can't lie, I'm a, I love food, but alcohol has never really appealed to me. If someone put put a, I know it sounds as sad as it sounds, even even when I'm out with the boys and everyone's having a laugh and everyone's drinking, I'm happy for everyone to be mortal drunk. And yeah, I will have a drink, but I'll never ever get like crazy drunk. I'm always aware of, I'm always thinking, at what stage am I now? Like when I'm drinking, I'm like, mm -hmm. do you know when you like, you go past the stage of being sober and then you're kind of like, you're kind of tipsy. And then like, I always try to stay in the tipsy zone. Because once you hit like, you know, the really drunk stage, that's when it's all downhill, you know? That's when you like, you lose memory, you forget what you're doing, you forget what you're saying and blah, blah, blah. So um, mm -hmm. I'm always conscious when I'm drinking to not get like ridiculously drunk. And so, um, so yeah, that's that's my story. Really. It's not really there's not really much to it, but the fact that I just no, don't I like alcohol. Yeah, I think where you think there's not much to it, right? So there's another three of us on this podcast, mm -hmm. and De what Dean's described is fairly similar to to mine in the sense of I drink to get drunk. Mm -hmm. I don't drink really to. So there's a difference for me, right? If we're going for food and I can have a couple of drinks happily. Mm -hmm. go home. 
But if I know I'm going out for the day on the drink or if I'm going out on a night out, I literally can't do what you've just said, where you want to have a few drinks and then stay in that tipsy zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like my brain doesn't get to that point and go, oh, I'm in the tipsy zone. Let's stay here. My mm. brain goes, I'm in the tipsy zone. Now I want to get to the drunk zone. Now mm-hmm. I want to get to having more drink. Now I want to have more drink. So it's where you think that's that, like your story, it's basic. Like I mm. feel that's a really huge thing that most men don't and yeah. can't do. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I, th- I feel I can speak for Ethan and Dean in this sense mm. because I've, I've been around Ethan especially. Mm. I don't think we have that ability if we know we're going out to say we're going <laughs> out and getting flashed, to yeah, that level. Yeah. Exactly. We are When we say we're going out for the day, we 100% know we are coming home in the worst state possible. And we could tell our, our missus, we could tell our family, whatever, that, yeah. look, we'll try not to. And we but, might say that and mean it, mm-hmm. but once that drink starts, we don't have the ability to self-control. Yeah. yeah. I think that, that yeah. comes down to to, to sort of like the stresses of, of life, you know, like, you know, so yeah. once you've had, let's say, for example, you've not drank for such a long time, you, you'll you'll then find yourself, or you've been you've, you've been working hard for, like, I don't know, a good few months, not being out. Yeah. You think, like, right, this is one weekend, or this is, you know, the next few days I'm off. And you're just going to go all out, which which fair enough, yeah. I understand. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I just, mm-hmm. like, I just can't do it, bro. Like, I just hate the feeling the next day. I just, yep. it's, I, I think when I say, like, I'm looking to stay in a sober stage, I think it's not, it's not something that I'm like actively drinking, thinking, oh, am I sober? Nah, it's a subconscious thing. So I'm not sat there, like, thinking, oh, am I drunk? Or am I sober? Like, it's just kind of like, I'm sober. Okay, I'm good here. I'm not going to drink anymore. Um, yep. And like I say, I don't like the taste of alcohol. So anything that will, like, I'll only drink something that, actually, that, that I'll actually like the taste of. So, like, I don't know. I know this sounds a bit, um, you know, feminine or girly, but I love um, tequila. Ro- Have you guys ever tried tequila rose? Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's, it is dangerous. I could go, go to night and just have shots of tequila rose. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's it. Honestly, genuinely. But I will, I will make one confession. During COVID, during lockdown, mm-hmm. when we had nothing to do, I wasn't really active, so I was just home watching like um, like movies and stuff and, and, and series and all that kind of stuff. So me and uh, me and my mom were just you know sort of well, actually, to be honest, my mom was working a lot, but when she was off, um, I was just watching like you know box sets and stuff, and I, I did find myself drinking a little bit. But I was like I say once again, I was never like I was never crazy drunk. I was there uh, because mm-hmm. my friends we used to talk in group chats, and everyone would be like, oh like you know sending pictures of like what they're drinking. And um, in the last book, I don't know how but, or why, but they got into drinking like desperados. They were like, oh, yeah. like, boys, try this drink. It's, it's a good little, you know, it's a good drink. So, you know, for probably about, I don't know, a few, week, a few weeks, I found myself going to like every now and then, I go to the, whenever you need to go to the shop, I'll buy a few bottles of desperados. And I'll just be drinking. I, was, I thought, I thought, nah, this isn't, this isn't for me. I don't like this. I don't like, I, I hate the taste. Like I say, I hate the taste of alcohol. And so I quickly, I quickly gave that up, but. Yeah, like you say, it was just that's my story, really, Luke. To be honest. Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting, Ethan. Did you? I feel like you came off mute a few times. Was there a point you wanted to make there? No, I was just gonna say, like, I was gonna agree with you, Lou. I mean, Mark, well, that's that's like you know the the first part of your story. I, you know, it's 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 something I've not really dealt with, so I appreciate you sort of opening up on that side, and I I totally get where you come from. You can sort of 
leave it or take it. I mean, in that side of things, and you want to sort of find that happy medium, um, which is something that, you know, none of us can... I've never, ever found a happy medium with drink. And, like, I think one time I have, actually, and you mentioned it, Marco, and this actually relates to Lewis as well, one time where I wasn't probably paralytic was um, probably... I was at Lewis's house. We were having a party in his £2 million mansion. Um, we There was chicks there. There was, you know, so much going on. Clowns, Bouncy Castle, everything, you know, that Vines usually had his party. And my friend John Gray at the time said, oh, I'm going to try this new drink, Bailey's. I'm going to try Bailey's with milk. So John Gray and me, I did anything John Gray did when I was at that age, like 18, 19. Anything he did, I did. He had a perm. I got a perm. You know, he got a hoop earring. I got a hoop earring. Um, and he, me and him both got a bottle of Bailey's and uh, I think it was eight litres of milk each and the whole house party, me and him were just drinking Bailey's, like a shot of Bailey's and like a full glass of milk with a shot of Bailey's and we were both ill and just, we were like happy, we were tipsy but we weren't drunk and that's the only time I've ever been like tipsy and not be able to get drunk is because we were literally, I think we drank about four cows worth of milk with a bottle of Bailey's <laughs> you know, and I've never drank Bailey's since it's the worst thing ever. I mean, you can drink it without the, you know, without the milk. It's okay, yeah, yeah. I guess. You know, I, I'm not sure why you added milk in it because I'm sure it's already got milk in. I'm sure it's already it's got milk. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it it like pretty much. I was just thinking the whole time. I don't know how Santa can drink every like seven billion glasses of milk. Like I can barely do eight liters. You know what I mean, Bailey's. <laughs> Plus, uh, plus, no. The, the thing, the thing is as well with me, it, it's so many calories. Can can with someone just can we make a point here? How many calories does drink have in? Like I'm a fruity cider kind of guy now, and you're looking at five hundred <laughs> calories a drink. Maybe I have twenty of those. Yeah, fruity cider. You're looking at about four five hundred calories a drink, and I have like twenty. Oh, when it was in um, when it was in lo- lockdown for me. It, I was basically, mum always told us our oh, vodka diet cokes, like the, the healthiest drink you can have. So during lockdown, I was getting, I was working with, I got three weekends every two weeks. And I was basically on the Friday nights, I would get a litre of vodka and I would just drink a litre of vodka every, every like every weekend. Um, and I would think to myself, oh yeah, but it's, it's not that unhealthy. But when you look, it's like two and a half thousand calories nearly in one litre of vodka. It's your daily allowance. It's so there's a lot more calories in Madness. it than, than you than you definitely think. Like, yeah. I've just got a message. I've just, I've just got a message there, boys. Uh, Lewis just messaged saying he wants me to segue him in, so it's not awkward. <laughs> so I just want to segue Lewis in to have his say as well. Oh, Luke, do you want to, do you want to take the floor, mate? Because literally, you see, you try and get it running smooth. You try not to go. Ah, oh, I'll just talk. Thanks, mate. <laughs> so, so anyone consider myself Lewis segwayed in. Thanks, mate. What a oh, setup that is. That's actually that's the first time you've I've ever actually seen you kick the ball far enough to get an assist. So thank you very much for that, mate. I do appreciate it. Um You're welcome. Yeah, so I think my my start with drink was I was pro I was probably younger than I think. I, I was I was probably like year 10. What would that be like? 15-ish. So I used to live in Cornwall and I remember um in the summer we all used to have like beach parties would camp on the beach my mum or dad would get me like 20 fosters or whatever and me and my friends would have 10 each but at 15 you can't drink 10 fosters and 
and it tastes horrible. And we all started on either cider or Foster's. So starting then, and I didn't really like alcohol, really. Um, I started going out a bit from the ages of like 16 to 18. Um, the bald head, now you can see that I look older. But back then, I had a bit of a beard, but I did obviously have hair. Well, I'm saying obviously. Some people probably don't, but but I did. Um, I had a little bit of a beard. I remember my first proper night out. Um, so I was playing for a men's football team at 16 and a lot of Plymouth the lads Argyle. in the t- no it wasn't Plymouth Argyle um, a lot of the lads were in the Navy and probably like 25 to 35 and I remember one of the lads gave me his ID the story's always stuck with me and he was 30 and I remember being like I'm 16 there's not a chance and <laughs> the bouncer even looked at the ID and was like you're not 16 exactly like no 16 year old looks 30 like I had no beard. I had a tight, like tiny bit of like gray stubble. What Marco hasn't really shaved on there. Like it was literally like a shadow, really. And obviously had hair, so it didn't look as um, as old as I do now. And I got in. And I have to be honest, I really liked when I was younger the feeling that it gave me. I, I feel like I'm quite a confident guy, right? Or I, I I have the ability to come across confident. Like I can put on a front quite well. Inside, I'm like everyone else. Like I get really nervous. I overthink things, and alcohol seemed to give me that. Like, because it does. It gives us all that like fake confidence, doesn't it? Where you feel like you can say anything. You feel like you can do something. You can feel you can be whoever you want when you've had a drink. And again, sixteen to eighteen, I went out a bit, but not massive. It wasn't a big part of my life. And then I moved up to Newcastle. And Dean, I think you highlighted it at the beginning when you started talking. Newcastle is like next level for drinking. So my friends down south, they don't drink. They they might go out a few times a year. They can all go for food, have a couple of drinks and go home. Like their social life is not what my social life was when I first moved up here and joined Ethan's friends group, where we used to literally be out four or five times a week happily. Um, And the real danger thing for me with alcohol was so one my dad who brought me up he was and I say that because technically he's my stepdad because and I'll say that for a reason but he's my dad like love him he, he's done so much for me I'm so grateful um but he's he's in the military or was in the military at the time and obviously that comes with a drinking culture too so growing up I had seen my dad and his friends if the boxing was on, they would have drinks that my mum would make a curry or whatever. They'd all sit drinking when my dad came back from Afghanistan or whatever, like you'd go out on the drink. So then when I could drink, that became because my dad doesn't live in Newcastle. That became like our social thing. That if, if he came up, we'd go out on the drink. So that was definitely an issue because that affected my my relationship with my dad when I was younger, especially was around just going out on the drink. My relationship with my friends um, was just going out on the drink. Um, I'm not going to give this guy any airtime, but my biological dad, when I moved up, he had a business and that's how I had a little bit of money when I was sort of 18, when I 19, whatever, when I met Ethan and the guys, I definitely didn't have a mansion, but I, I probably had more money than the average 18, 20 year old. Like I had a lot of disposable income for that sort of age. And my problem, and I still kind of have it a little bit now, and I certainly don't have anywhere near that sort of money or disposable money is when then I was going out I was always trying to be someone and the easiest way that I could be someone was spending loads of money 
So mm-hmm. I would go out and, and we'd we'd go to um we'd go to pubs or clubs or whatever. Digital. And yeah, where exactly. And I would always make a point of being like, I'll get the rounds in, I'll get the drinks, I'll be the big I am. I'm a complete bellend. Like I look back at that time that damaged me and my relationship with alcohol so much, right? Because alcohol became and nights out became a status thing for me. It didn't, mm. it wasn't actually because I probably like you guys, I don't love the taste of alcohol. I don't. I hate the, the next day, always hated it because I, I, my inner persona of wanting to be someone, wanting to be something or wanting to prove something, alcohol just heightened that. So then when I was going out, I woke up the next day with such big anxiety of, what did I say? What did I do? I can't believe I drank so much. Why did I spend so much? Because what I learned, and I probably only really learned it the last few years, you can go out with your mates, right? Mm-hmm. And spend 20, 30 quid, 40 quid, 50 quid on a night out, or do what I was doing and spend five, 600 quid. Happily, no one cares. The next day, no one goes, Oh, Lewis, do you know what? I'm so grateful that you spent that money on me last night. I like you. I value you so much more as a friend. No one says that. No yeah. one cares because the next morning they've got a hangover, you've got a hangover. And so, for me to, to sort of make this more of a, um, a simple point, I don't trust myself on alcohol. Not, I, I don't trust I can go out and have. And I've tried as I've got older and I've definitely got better at it. Like we went out for Ethan's birthday, Dean, and me, you and Slater went back to um, one of the pubs where they all went out, out. And I feel like we then just slowed it right down, had a few pints. It was steady, but we probably still had six, seven pints or whatever it was. It was steady. Um, But very rarely can I do that. So when I'm out, I'm like, I have to go out, 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 out. I'm on it. And I'm at the stage now, so I'm 30. I've got a, a seven-month-old. He's he's eight months and two days, actually, so nearly eight months. I don't want to be the dad who my son sees lying on the floor, hungover, doesn't do anything with him the next day. So I've set myself a challenge this year that I'm not going to drink at all in 2023. So far, I haven't, and that's that's my biggest challenge because – I don't want to be not just the dad that Oliver doesn't grow up and respect and look up to. I don't want to be the person that I am when I'm on the drink. Like I'm making that conscious decision that I want to be a better person. And that's why we're doing this podcast for Well, that's my driver for me to do this podcast, to listen to you guys, talk to you guys, learn from all these experts and try and be a better person because alcohol for me, although I've enjoyed some of the nights out, I have better friends. So, Ethan, we've stuck through our friendship for 12 years or whatever, not because of the alcohol, where I've lost friends because I stopped going out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've definitely lost uh, them yeah. because yeah, people would go out with me because they've got a, they, they would get a free night out or something. So, yeah, yeah I'm no, at the like, stage now. Go on. No, sorry, Luke, I just didn't object and confirm your point there. You know what I mean? My earliest memory of Lewis, um, you know, it's going to probably sound harsh, Lewis. My earliest memory of yeah. Lewis is the kid who, you know, went out and spent stupid money on on bottles of vodka. Yeah. You you sort of, I think you're selling yourself short by saying you bought rounds yeah. and that. When I remember going to digital, which I mentioned earlier, and Lewis would put his card down and buy 
X amount of bottles of vodka for £250. I think it was £80 a bottle or £90 a bottle. You know, you'd have three bottles, four bottles of vodka on a table and that would be every week or every other week. And it, and that's my earliest memory of Lou going back to his nice house. I joke saying it was a couple of million pounds, but it was a nice house. Um, you know, and it was... A, well, and, well, at and, that you know, time, most of the lads were living at home and stuff, weren't they? Yeah, like I lived at home, all my pals lived at home pretty much. Um, you know, so it was it was a big change. And then the, the thing, not sort of taken away from Lou, but it ended up becoming a bit of an expectancy. Like people yeah, would expect that Lewis would be buying the bottles. And then as Lewis sort of got older and didn't either go out as much or he wasn't... But also lost it all. The, but lost it. Um, My yeah. life changed. But lost yeah. it all. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. But yeah, your life changed and you, you sort of lost it. I mean, what, you know, you, you went through a hard time on that side. And I think then obviously, like you say, I've, we've known each other for years, you know, um, stuck yeah. through things. You know, we, we've had fisticuffs, you know, we've had... Yeah. I think I've kissed on the one drink, point though. of you. Yeah. It, was only, it was only yeah, the drink, oh, yeah. though, wasn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, like I'm not a violent person at all, like, and neither yeah, are you. Neither. But, but, but that's my earliest memory of you, Lewis. Sort of the the, the lad who come into the group, and you always sound like you weren't an arse or a dick or anything. But you always the lad that would put your hand in your pocket, and and it was your there, there was no, things. No, but mate, like, I think I, I was a dick. I think I was a dick. I think I was a dick because you guys were already friends, right? And I felt like I had to almost prove myself that I felt like I exactly like I want to be your friends. I, and the easiest way is you're all going to like me if I'm paying for stuff. Yeah. And it was such a wrong way to build a friendship because you guys yeah. are my friends without that. But I materially thought that was the way to go about it. I think yeah, when you're young, exactly. like, you know, I think when you're young, I think most people think that, you know, you, you build friendships, you know, based on, you know, what people will do for you or what you will do for other people and that's what you think will keep yeah. your friends happy if you do whatever the most that you will do for someone else is what you think you're essentially buying you know your friendship um via you know the process of like either you know being able to give them a lift if you're the one that drives or yeah, you know, going it. out being able to you know buy them drinks if you've got the money and you know and and you know that's what happens is at a young age you find that you know a lot of a lot of kids go out and you know they seek they seek friendships through just you know um means of i don't know meeting people through town on you know essentially you know there's a lot of kids who go out and they'll meet people who are you know sort of club people the people who run the events in town especially in newcastle and um yeah. you know they have these circles of people who necessarily don't really care about them it's just some people i used to know would go out with people they don't even know but they'll just go out with them for a night out you know, but you, yeah. they never make. They're not, they're not, they're not, they don't become friends. They don't become long term friends. You know, and so yeah, that's the that's that, that's the you know you know it's just the negative side of alcohol and going out and drinking, um, because you don't know who's. I remember. Not. Sorry. Yeah, go on. Dean. Sorry, Margo. No, no, I'll just finish up, mate. Yeah, no, no, I'm done, mate. I'm done. Go ahead, mate. <laughs> no, I was just. Do you know what? It's just bringing back so many things, like. Um, like when I went back when I did, <clears throat> I basically I moved away with my uh, first girlfriend. She was from Cornwall, actually. Um, so I moved down to Penzance when I was like 17. Um, yeah. So I didn't really go out drinking and all that until I come back when I was like 21. And when I was 21, I was living with my grandma. Um, and I get on with my parents. It's just I've always been really close to me, Nana and Granda. When my granda died, I moved in with my Nana. Um, but I would invite people back to me Nana's house. Oh, this is oh, this is going to sound really bad, but me, me nana was deaf in one ear, 
Um, so she didn't mind if I brought some people back because I did as long as it didn't wake her up. Um, and like I used to invite these people back to my house, and for years I I would consider myself and them really really close friends. And like now, if I think about like now, I think out of all of them people, maybe like you know 20, 30, 40 people, I'm maybe friends with like one or two of them, you know. Um, and it is that sort of thing where if you know similar to sort of Lou, obviously you've kept some of some of the friends that you've had, but so many people just take advantage of that situation and and use it for for themselves. And you know, when you're drunk yourself, you you don't really care, do you? No, not at all. Yeah, that, that, there's some really, really interesting points there. Um, I think from my perspective, just to end on my bit before we move on to the next part, my future with alcohol, like you, Ethan, I really hope to God I don't drink again. Like, I really hope that because I don't like the person I am when I have a drink. I don't. So I want to, I, I want to get past this year and then prove to myself I've already done two months, right? I've nearly nearly done three months. Not like I ever was a drinker. I'm just a binge drinker. I want to prove to myself that it's not needed in my life and I can move past it. Exactly. Exactly, Lou. And I just want to reiterate, like, off, like obviously you saying you don't want to drink for this. Yeah, you know, I wish you good luck, Lou. Um, you know, I wish you yeah. all the best because I wish I had the willpower to do it. And I know I made jokes with you all at first part, you know, but... I do sort of want like want to apologise and make sure that everyone on here knows I am serious about apologising. You know what I mean? My, my ex, my pals, you know, I ruined my pals' engagement party not long ago on my 30th birthday by being so drunk and, you know, just a mess. So, you know, I owe all of these people an apology. And, you know, like I say, Lou, I wish you all the best and, and hopefully you can do it and give me a bit of inspiration to sort of kick on and try and do it myself. We'll do it together. Yeah. We'll do it yeah, we'll do it together. We'll do it together. I mean, after the final, I'll give you that one. I'll, I'll start after <laughs> All right, the final. See, I'm not even. I'm not even on the final, so there you go. Um, so guys, listening to everything that we've talked about there, we've got one last topic before we move on to our final thoughts. Because I, I, equally, Marco has to leave in about twenty minutes, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to. Sp- MC it up, MC Smalley, that's my name. We're gonna have to do that nice and quick. All right, Marco's smiling at that song back there. So. In your perspective, um, individually, and we'll go back around the group here, what are the pros and cons for you for alcohol? Not just in general, but from what you've heard tonight, what you spoke about tonight, what are the pros and cons for you? Um, we'll go back to Dean to start off with. Um, there are pros. There are pros to it. It's like you know that this. I'm just quickly. I know we're trying to be quick, but. Without the point that you're making there, Lou, about trying to do the year, like I'd love to do it, but I just mm-hmm. I, do you feel like you're gonna miss out? Is that the reason? Yeah, do you think I, you're gonna miss out on things. It's the formal, but yeah, like the the cut the, the one of the cons is is I like to be with my mates. Like when I was at I went up for my suit and fitting last night and they were all having a drink and I wasn't, but then you know, yeah. the way they're the way they're going on when they're drunk. It would just be so much easier if I just had a, all I, just a couple of pints. Um, yeah. So it's one of them things where I just don't want to be a, a slave to it, but also, you know, I don't think I could ever say no to it forever, you know. Uh, but in terms of pros, you know, that there's that one. Um, obviously, confidence is a massive one. That's why a lot of people drink. You know, it does numb the pain for, for things, you know. I, I, one of my serious times of alcohol was just after me nana died. 
um, and I was drinking all the time, and it, it it does help with that. But it's not it's not the best kind. It's not the best thing for you, you know. Obviously, there's, there's much. Do you much think it helps though? To do. Do you think it helps it, when you're drinking? It makes it worse when you're one, not though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. So for that, and that, that's how people find that self and that slippery slope where they're drinking all of the time, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's one of them. I mean, for me, it was always just the confidence thing, like, you know, being able to to go out and just talk to birds and stuff like that uh, when I've had a couple of drinks. Uh, but obviously the cons are, you know, the way you feel the next day. I mean, me, you know, I, I, I like to play like sort of devil's advocate, in, you know, as a sober person, but quite, I'm not quite an argumentative person normally. You know, I'll, no, I'll call people out on the, on their, if they're like li literally talking shit. But other than that, not really. But when I have a drink, I'm like looking for an argument. I'm wanting someone to say something, even if it's the missus. Like I just want to argue and, you know, punch walls, all that sort of stuff, you know, slam doors and break wardrobes, you know. So it's just as much as I'm saying I don't want to drink and that again, I and I think I probably will still have a drink now and again. I don't think I'll ever get back to that level again. Um, there's just yeah. too many cons for the for the pros. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think Dino. You know, I think if you like you say it's 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 it's, um, it's obvious that you you don't want to be in those states. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. you know it's apparent that you don't want to be in these kind of states. So you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how this works, but set yourself a challenge. You know, I don't know. I know it's easier said than done, but you know, just having a few, try and stay you know in the sober stage, maybe you know. Have a few and see how you feel, because I think when you're in the sober stage, I don't know about you guys, but you're kind, you're a bit, you're in a happy sort of like happy yeah, medium. Yeah. You're on you the know, up, aren't you? Yeah, you're kind of just like you just kind of want to, you know, you want to chat to people. You're happy, you're you're enjoying the time, but then I think once you fall past that stage, that's when shit just goes south. Anything can happen, you know. Um, yeah. You know, anything can pop off any time. You could, like you said, you know, you can. You know, and argue. You know, you're looking for someone or someone to cut. You know, someone, someone to confront, and someone to have an argument with or fight with or whatever. So, and that's the part that you really want to avoid because, really and truly, when you're drunk, say, imagine you come across someone else who's sober, and you confront them, they smack you in the mouth. You know, before you know it, when you're when you're drunk, when you're drunk, when you're drunk, especially, you can't really, you can't really um, look after yourself the same way you would be if you were sober. If you got a situation like that. So, so yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, I'd never have a fight if I was sober. Never in my life would I have a fight yeah, if I was sober. Yeah. Like, I'm too sensible. I would just talk my way yeah. out of it. Like, no way. But yeah. when you're drunk, you're just... Different person, different aren't you? Yeah. Jekyll and Hyde, alcohol is. That's the, that's the is. right one. Ethan, what's the pros and cons for you with alcohol? Yeah, so, you know, straight up from the back, I would never encourage anyone to drink, you know, socially or in the house by yourself or, you know... Um, you would say anyway, you would actively and, and me, not encourage it. Yeah, I would actively not encourage it. Like, from, from the, the the things I've learned, the things I've seen, the things I've done, you know, I would never encourage it. But I know everyone's going to make their own mistakes along the way. And I think a drink here and there can be good for you in the sense of um, seeing friends. You know, so I've made some... As much as I've sort of played the violin and said you know i've made mistakes and i've drunk i've had some absolutely amazing times where i've been drunk you know yeah. um i hope my mom doesn't live listen to this but you know i've been i've been locked out my friend's house but naked when i've been drunk and their neighbors have come home and all the lads that was the mine window, that was banging. mine that uh, was that my was, house that was Lewis, that was that my was house Lewis. and all the all the lads are banging on the windows laughing um and the neighbor walks past and that and it's sun it's like daytime 
when all is with the kids and, and they're have... both doctors it was so awkward yeah. <laughs> and you know i've jumped off the cliffs in magaluf you know i remember there's an you strip them all away on holiday with the boys you know lou habsy you know ken's lewis ryan's hooky you know the, the the full lads i've made some amazing memories um so and i think people shouldn't not make those memories as much as i've yeah. made mistakes i've made good good memories and good friends lifetime friends from it i think the big thing for me is the fact that sort of alcohol is a depressant is depressant sorry um you know for me it, it does sort of trigger something and you know as i've mentioned already um there's a cost and cost implication both financially but also sort of mentally and physically i would say and as much as i've built relationships i've ruined them at the same time um mm-hmm. obviously alan's engagement party was the most recent and things with my ex as well where you know I've, I've took my own frustrations out and insecurities out on her because i was drunk and i've said stuff that i didn't mean you know stuff that was hurtful and stuff that other people have probably said to me when i've been sober and i've re- repeated it when i was drunk and i shouldn't have and you know i regret mm-hmm. those actions a lot because you know you, you tend to take out the people you care about the most and I know yeah, I agree. a lot a lot of people say as well that you speak the truth when you're drunk, but me, I just chat loads of shit. That's all I chat. Yeah, me just too. Yeah, shit. I'll, I'll talk your ear off about anything and everything. You know, I, I remember being in Magaluf once and I was telling these random birds that I was a pro footballer and I was 28 stone. <laughs> and they, I, I don't, I think I might even be, I think I've even the comp- I, 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 I think I was like 30 odd stone. And I was chatting these birds, and, oh yeah, I play for Wicked Wanderers or something like that. And they were like, oh, get the fuck out, yeah. You fucking lying. But uh, but no, so like I say, you know, like for me, there's, there's, there's been positives and I've had great times, but there's also negatives. And I think people have got yeah. to make their own their own way. I mean, the thing for me is, you know, health source defines a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being um, and not merely the absence of disease. And I think when you're drinking, especially if you drink heavily, that's hard to sort of stay in that life balance. Um, which is yeah, what we spoke on previous podcasts. It, has, the, but, it yeah. has that negative knock-on effect, doesn't it? It's loads of calories, unhealthy, wake up the next day, hungry, hungover, uh, I'll just not train today, I'll eat shit today. Next day, ah, oh, well, I ruined it on the weekend, I might as well just carry on. It just encourages that self-sabotage, doesn't it? Where you just go down that slippery slope of throwing out all the good stuff that you've done. Um, 100%, from my perspective, 100%. Yeah, from my perspective, alcohol doesn't have... It has very, very little positives to justify to overcome the negatives. So the only thing I get out of it is the social aspect. That's it. I, I don't gain anything else out of that. So me as a 30-year-old man now just need to look at it and go, well, then I either need to change my friend's group or talk to my friend's group in a way where we do things, as you suggested earlier, Ethan, we go for walks more, we do whatever, like we do things that don't, where our social life isn't built around alcohol. We can go and watch a match without drinking alcohol. So it's just making sure my life is built around still getting the same entertainment and fun out of it, but just without the alcohol. And that that's what I'm trying to do. Marco, do you have pro, I, I doubt there's very little pros for you. Yeah. No, do you know what? I'll be honest though, like, uh, you know, when I think about it, you know, you know, after what uh, Ethan said, the, mo- the some of the best memories I've made has mm-hmm. been during during times I've been intoxicated. So yeah. you know, and I think sometimes what, what we what we tend to do is because we we once once you've made those memories, those great memories whilst being intoxicated, I think sometimes you chase that 
I think once yeah. sometimes you know they, ah, that was an amazing night. You know, we're drunk, we were da 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 da. da. You know, okay, we'll do it again. But it's not always the same. You know, you might go out again, but then events can turn out you know completely different to the way they turned out one night. So I think that's really for me the only pro is is you have a great out with your, you have a great out with your friends. Um, but then at, at what cost? You know, it's like you have to weigh up the, the pros and cons. You know, was that really worth it? Did I, you know, I was drunk this night, but I spent two hundred and fifty quid. You know, whether it was buying girls' drinks, whether it was just buying rounds for your friends, or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So I think, I think, I think, to be honest, I'm not gonna lie and say, yeah, I'm never gonna drink again, da 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 da, da because I can manage it. I feel as if, like, you know, once, once in a while. So for my birthday this coming weekend, I'll, I'll definitely have a few, hundred percent. Um, but I won't get, I won't get, I'll, I won't get plastered. No, 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 no. But, um, but the cons, the cons are huge, man. Like the list goes on. Like when I hear yeah. stuff like, you know. You know, when I hear stuff like men, you know, I think it was a stat that was that was um, that came on the telly when it was when the World Cup was on, you know, um, and they were saying that, you know, men once they get into like you know, men that are married once they get intoxicated, you know, they become a lot more abusive. But this will, this will be the same with women as well, you know, if you get you know heavily yeah. drunk, become abusive towards your partner, whether it's your kids or whatever it is. And I can't respect that, you know, I can't respect. For me, I would I would hate to be in that state where. Imagine, I, you know, I get drunk and then I go home and, and take it out on my missus or my kids just because, just for what, for what reason, you know? It just doesn't make sense Because you drunk to too much. Because you drunk too much, yeah. yeah. It's just like that, that yeah. you know, I could never respect anyone that, that, that done something like that. So for me, you know, the, the, the cons are huge, you know, but if you can, if you, if you've got a good relationship with alcohol, you can balance it correctly. I think it can be, it can be part of your life, you know, but. You know, as long as yeah. you, you, you do it in moderation, but that's just like anything in life, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a really good point. Um, guys, now we're moving on to the last bit of the podcast here. Um, this is just the wrap-up part. Our final thoughts on what we've learned from each other tonight and is there anything you're going to take away from it? Lou, do you want to kickstart us off so I don't get another text about segueing in? You get yours out of the way. Do you want me to go first, see? Yeah, you go first. Is that, another, yeah, is that two mentioned. assists for you tonight? Two, two assists, yeah. <laughs> my looking name. Two tap-ins for me there. Uh, yeah, my final thoughts would be I've really enjoyed listening to everyone here. Marco, I definitely... If I trusted myself to be how you are, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing in terms of trying to make sure it's not part of my life, but I don't trust myself and I'm not sure I ever will with my type of personality. So for me, um, it's a long journey ahead and I'm I'm not saying, I can't sit here confidently and say I'm never going to have a drink again, but I can sit here and say I never want to drink again. So that's where I'm at mentally with it. And hopefully um, you guys are, you don't have to be on that page, but we're all good enough friends to still have lots of social times without that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's my final thoughts. I think. You think I'm gonna, I'm gonna really assist. Profound. Was it Marvel? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you this. Me. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Marvel. Um, so mine would be, yeah, we've we'll, we'll shared great your great stories. We're just a couple of friends, you know, who who are opening up, and it, it, this is a form of therapy for me and. You know, getting to talk new guys and hearing hearing everyone else's experience and realizing I'm not alone. And I think for me, just to to put out there that whoever's listening or watching or you know, um, you're not alone in this sort of things. 
um, no matter how hard it can how hard it can be or how dark things can get, you can always reach out. You know, I know some places you've got like Mind, um, it's a great website. You know, you've got the likes of AA, Frank, um, We Are With You, places like that are all linked with Mind. So you can go and, and talk if you you know you can reach out to us um as well on the podcast yep. we are in the process of getting sort of um social set up so we'll, we'll get them sort of sent out as well and i think as well, well a big, big whatsapp as well i think yeah definitely a big whatsapp you know and if and like i say even if it's oh lewis or ethan or dean or Marto, I'm, I'm struggling can we go for a walk and get a coffee if you're nearby us you know um at the moment i'm doing a lot of walking for my rehab so i don't mind sort of going out with people and having a talk you know what i mean and um and if you don't want to talk to us there's other other avenues like better health they're a massive sort of therapy um online therapy talking therapy that would encourage people to look at um it's affordable you know and you can speak to professional therapists um out there that that would be my takeaway is just make sure you've got the tools that you your own help don't just listen to us in our struggles just make sure you, you're helping yourself as well that would be my thoughts over to you marco the sexy marco over to me well to be honest gents um by all means, I'm just going to say that just because this 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 topic is, I think it's a topic that maybe suits me in terms of being the one that doesn't, that's not the big drinker. But I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, I'm a sensible person in all other aspects of my life. Like, you know, there's so many other things that I need to work work on in my life. And, you know, for example, food, like I'm a, I could eat like a, I could eat like a dog, you know, just like a dog, you give a dog a treat and they start there slavering, looking for more. I'm, the t- I'm that type of person. It's something I'm still working on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this conversation suits me. I might come across like, you know, like gold. Oh, yeah, you can manage alcohol. But really and truly other aspects of my life, you know, whether it's finances or other things, it's all other things that I'm working on. So um, I think it, it's good. It's good to listen to you guys and to, to listen to the, to, the so, to the stories that you guys have, um, you guys have been able to share. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a um, every day is a learning curve, right? So you know, listening to you guys speak, um, I'm sure you're both, you're all sort of on your own journeys. And, um, and like I say, this podcast is all here to help us sort of develop, um, self-development, yep. self-growth and, and all these things. So, um, I'm sure, yeah, we can, we can always help each other. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's all I've got on that one. So over to you, Dino, mate. Hi, it's just, it is, it's one of them, excuse me, sorry, it's one of these things when you start opening up to people and realising, you know, you've got your own little bubble, your own little world that you're in, thinking that you're the, what's the piece of the world, aren't you? Um, And you don't realise that so many other people are going through a similar sort of thing. Um, And honestly, listening to Lou, what you've got planned for the year, mate, good luck. I, I think for me, it'll be... You know, I've got my own little routine now of when I do go and drink, and I've got to stick to that. If if yeah. I, if this doesn't work, then I'll, I'll I'll have to be on the on the route of of yours where it's just you know teetotal. Dean, the only reason again. I the only reason I'm not doing what you can do or doing is because I don't trust myself to do it. Yeah. If I have three, I'll have six. If I have six, I'll have ten. If I have ten, I'm I'm not stopping. So I just yeah. I'm just not as strong as you to be able to do that. I mean. I've, <laughs> You know, it's not that I'm strong, by the way, because in the back of my head, I'm just thinking I've just set myself up to fail, you know, but it's one of these things where, you know, I'd, like I say, I do enjoy the, the social side of it. Um, and yeah. I don't think that if I was to give up drinking completely and not go out and, you know, stay sober, I don't think I would keep going out with these people. Like, you know, not to say that they're bad people, it's just 
the way that people go on when they're drunk is just unbearable when you're sober. So, um, yeah, you're right. I, but it's interesting to know that we're all going through a sort of similar similar thing and just to get different people's points of view. And uh, like you said, if like Ethan said, you know, people that are struggling, you know, seriously, seriously struggling, um, there are plenty yeah. of avenues for you to, to have a look around as well. Yeah. I think just I'll on end what Dean, on... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, just on what Dean was saying, um, you know, you've made a great point there, Dean. You're probably not the centre of everyone's world or universe but you're actually the centre of your own universe. You're the sun in your own universe. You need to make sure your planets are aligned. So fair yeah. enough, I'm not Lewis's son. I'm not Marco's son. I'm not Dean's son. You're not my... I'm not necessarily... The world doesn't revolve around me, but use our planets in my solar system and I need to make sure I look after them and you look after me. So just make sure you're looking after your own universe and let everything else yeah. sort of work itself out. That was a great metaphor. I, I love uh, it. Yeah. Analogy, um... astronaut Ethan. Well done, mate. Yeah, love it, mate. Yeah, astronaut Ethan. You've always wanted to be an astronaut, so you've made it. A astronaut, I. Yeah. Well, gents, that has been a brilliant episode. Actually, I got a lot from that. The first couple, especially the first one, I didn't get loads from it. Just probably Marco, similar to you tonight in terms of it wasn't necessarily about me, but what I am seeing is that there's a common theme between all of them in terms of how you approach the problems in your life. It's talking up, actually accepting there's an issue and then challenging it head on. I feel like that's what I'm taking from the podcast so far. And I hope listeners who are, who've been tuning in, you guys are getting something from it too, because I, I think all of us are getting something from, from speaking up. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Um, you know, so like like I say, you know, this this podcast doesn't particularly mean for me to speak, but listen to all yeah. of you guys, you know, um, it sort of makes me understand what other people and really and truly, um, when you think about it, we're all sort of really living similar lives, really, you know, to hear how similar all your stories are, um, sort of one one out of four, it makes you understand that, you know, we're really hard just kind of all living in the same the same the same life pretty much um so yeah it's really interesting to hear all everyone and all, all of any and, and everyone's stories so um but yeah i mean i think you know as long as you're you're you're, you're thinking of ways to combat what you're going through if it's a negative in your life um then that's the most important thing really yeah it is exactly marco a, a, a problem shared is a problem halved that's a good that's note it. to end on exactly it is exactly. i love that well, well, thank you very much, uh, very much, everyone, for listening to episode three of the Everyman. Uh, stay tuned. Ethan has one more ask, and I think he's answering it. And then we are done for the night. Yes. So this is the section called "Hear No Evil, See No Evil." So mm-hmm. uh, we had it last week where we asked a guest, a podcaster, book that is relevant to them. And something that the readers or listeners, sorry, can take away from this. Um, I'm going to be giving a couple of options this week. So something lighthearted that I often listen to for a laugh is Two Bears, One Cave with Bert Kreischer and Tom Zagura um, from over in America. They do a podcast with various comedians, actors, um, and they've actually recently had uh, Andrew Huberman on, who actually does a podcast called Huberman's Lab. And that is a fantastic unbelievable oh, podcast so um yeah. and i would recommend both of those so one's a lighter one and one's a more serious one 
Human's Lab is an actual encyclopedia of knowledge, whether you're battling weight issues, anxiety, depression, alcoholism. Very much the topics we discuss, probably more, a little bit more scientific, and maybe not as relatable because there's so much science shit in it. But uh, it's something worth worth listening to when you're not listening to us on the radio um, to get you through your Wednesday when you're all out of books. But yeah, that's for us, guys. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for their time tonight. And uh, actually, by the time this is aired, Newcastle, will have won the Carabao Cup and Marco's birthday would have been. So happy birthday, Marco, and well done. Happy birthday, Marco. Thank you very much, Jen. All right, boys. Cheers, guys. Catch you later. See you later, boys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.